Welcome back to the Soccer Nation podcast powered by Soccer Loco. As always, my name is DK Anilo, and this time around, on this episode of Which Number I Lose Count, I'm joined once again by Amani Walker. What's up? How you doing? Good, man. How are you? Can't complain. Yeah? Thanks uh, complain. Thanks for schlepping over here. Of course. Um, it's always fun. It's been a few weeks since the last time we talked. I think it was right before... The ASC San Diego season was about to kick off. Yeah, I don't think we had just... I think we were in preseason. We hadn't quite yeah. started yet. Yeah, I think it was right before the, I guess, the NPSL yeah. campaign yeah. kicked off. So that was like, what, mid-March? Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe before that, yeah, or late February, mid-March. Okay, okay. What's, uh, what's been going on with you since then? What's what's new? Nothing much, just playing. Yeah. You know, training a lot. ASC San Diego, we're doing really well. Um, top of the table right now, and... Um, on on points per game, we have a game in hand on, on OCFC, who we actually play this weekend. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, just been been grinding. Yeah. Know? Just living life, grinding. Same same old same old. There you go. Yeah. How um I guess how's the NPSL been for you? This is your second season mm-hmm. as a player in this league. Right. How's it been so far for you? Yeah, it's been good. Um, I, I mean, our team is is pretty darn good this year. Yeah. Um, the the additions we made with you know Dallin Cutler and Eric Avila and um, you know Garrett Hine and, and Alex Burkles we we playing pretty good soccer right now um, keeping the ball just passing passing teams off the pitch and uh, scoring some goals to boot so it's um, it's been fun so far I mean anytime you're winning and anytime you're scoring goals it usually means you're having fun yeah um, and we just want to continue that on for the next what five games I think we have left in the season yeah winding down mm-hmm. getting into the the business end as they say yeah that's it for okay. sure you know again preparing hopefully you know do what we need to do over the next five games and then you know host a couple games in the playoffs yeah that could be awesome to, yeah June and July so that works as well if you're a top seed basically is, is how you yeah. like a higher seed host yeah so I mean we've, we've dropped two teams in our conference mm-hmm. Southwest Conference I think we're in since last year but I think it's the, the top two get a get a buy the 3-4 play for like the 8th seed okay or something like that within mm-hmm. the whole West Conference yeah. you know that's including um, you know the, the Pacific Northwest with Kitsap and, and yeah, whoever else is up there, and, and like and the Golden Gate, Golden Gate Conference, you know, okay. with Aguiluchos and you know all those guys up there. Sonoma so, County Soul, yeah. Who you know, ASC San Diego fans will have a you know pretty good memory oh, yeah. um, about them a couple of years ago. So it's um, you know we just want that that first spot really, and then hopefully get first spot in the West and be able to host you know yeah, as long throughout. as we can. Yeah, okay. really. Two years ago, yeah. we they um, hosted and then ended up losing to Sonoma. But last year, we had to go away to Arizona. Ah. And we ended up losing 3-1, a bunch of red cards, just crazy stuff happened. Yeah, but yeah. that FC Arizona team that we actually just beat this past weekend, mm-hmm. um, they're a good team. Yeah. And because they got, I think, two or three of their guys got red cards, they ended up losing the next game. because oh, yeah, so many, they were, yeah, they're stripped. So many guys are gone. Interesting. Um, so it was just kind of weird, yeah. you know, how that worked out. But yeah, it was. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's. We'd rather be at home in any of those situations. You know, much better for us. Yeah, yeah. I believe that. I believe that. So that's the MPSL. Outside, yeah. outside of that, I mean, what else have you been paying attention to in soccer? Right. Obviously, we're almost what we're midway through May at this yeah. point. You know, so Premier Leagues have wound down. Syria, La Liga, all those uh, leagues are winding down. We have, I think, FA Cup final this weekend, yeah. Champions League final another week or two. Yeah. What What have you been kind of paying attention to well, most closely? So most closely for me is Arsenal. I'm a okay. big gooner, so mm-hmm. I'm an Arsenal fan. So most closely for me is 
you know, thank you, Wenger. Like, I'm so happy um, for what he's done, and I'm so happy he's leaving. Okay. Um, yeah, You're I'm, one of those? I'm, I, I was Wenger out. Um, I think how he got pushed out was a little, you know, a little yeah, un- stupid. Unsavory, maybe? Yeah, ba- maybe. You said um, pushed out? I think he was asked to retire. Yeah. You know, one year left on his contract, he was he was going to stay in there for sure. So I think he was politely asked, "If you're going to retire, or else we're going to let you go." Yeah. Um, and so now that he is going, cool. I mean, seven FA Cups, two, three titles, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, the Invincibles, obviously. Invincibles, who you know got a Golden Premier League trophy. You know how many doubles he was able to get, um, Community Shields, all that kind of stuff. I mean, we missed. Carabao Cup and a European trophy, you yeah, know, and we were it. in two finals, yeah. uh, you know, for, for Europe. So, um, you know, the culture that he had at Arsenal, the culture that he created that he helped, you know, like Ray Parler and, and you know, Lee Dixon and Winterburn and, and Emmanuel Petit, Petit, yeah, and, Vieira, you know, Vieira. Yeah. and then, you know, like he helped prolong those careers, you know, Ian Wright and all of them and then brought in Vieira's and Perez's and Henri's who made me fall in love with Arsenal to start with mm-hmm. um, you know there was there was so many players well not so many there was only a few players you know Edgar Davids um, and and you know if you want to get really like Cafus <laughs> that looked like me when I was a kid yeah. okay. you know and Thierry Henry comes up and says oh you play my position too yeah Oh, let me watch you for a little bit. Okay. Oh, you're a Nike commercial? Yeah. yeah, let me keep watching you for a bit. You know, one of my favorite questions to ask is always, like, how did you become a fan of yeah. whatever team? That's is, is there Terry a specific Henry. moment or, or Terry a game Henry that you remember? For sure. And it was, just, it was just knowing Thierry Henry played for them. Yeah. And then you start to watch little by little, and then you only play with him on FIFA, you know, and, mm-hmm. and those kind of things. Um, so I probably was became a fan of, like, Right, oh one, oh two season when they won the double. Okay, um, and then by the time the oh four season when they were invincibles, it was it was over. Yeah. Uh, my dad is a Man U fan. Hey, my kind of guy. Yeah, well, most Jamaicans are. Yeah, my kind of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, when he when we were growing up, you know, there was only Fox Sports World or whatever it was, yeah. and they're only going to show United mm-hmm. or Real Madrid mm-hmm. or like the. Uh, Gabriel Batistuta like highlight video right so like those are the only things we watch but every once in a while they show a little bit of Arsenal and as they became invincible you got to see game by game and um, the the goal he scored against United uh, the flick and yeah. you know volley in, into the you know had Bartes just looking at the ball that sealed me as a Thierry Henry fan for life mm-hmm. but also as an Arsenal fan just the way they play and it's how you grow, you know want to play yeah. pass the ball into the back of the net mm-hmm. um so, yeah, that was how I started. So, past four years, I wanted Wenger out. Okay. Um, you know, I was, you know, all right, cool, it's time to go. You know, seeing Pep, like, okay, Pep Mike, you know, hey, you know, the whole thing. Um, yeah, we thought maybe Thomas Tuchel. Yeah, now he's PSG. Yeah. You know, so so he's not he's not there. So, me personally, I want Allegri. Okay. You know, they just won, what, seven years in a row. Mm-hmm. They have the most doubles or whatever in, in, in um, Syria. In, um history mm-hmm. so what he's done at Juventus is this terrific yeah. right and so I think what Arsenal really needs is you know somebody coming in strong-minded strong-willed that's going to change but not change too much mm-hmm. use the pieces that I have but then solidify that back line um, which is you know we just hemorrhage goals every single year um, but what I just read 20 minutes ago is that Mikel Arteta looks like he's going to be the one taking over 
which I'm not happy about. Not happy? No, nah, it's just not. Is I, that because he's just not proven? Because he, he's, he's not green. Got, he's just yeah, green. As a manager. As a manager. Yeah. Like, and, I, and Pep has nothing but good things to say for him, and, and I think that's terrific. Mm-hmm. But I can't, I just don't see it being, I don't see it being being the, the solution that's going to, revamp everything you know he'll make the tweaks and they'll be good mm-hmm. but I don't see him being able to bring in the players we need I just don't I just don't see everything solidifying and becoming you know whole like yeah. it needs to be yeah it's going to be interesting there's a couple different talking points that I have on, on this topic in, in particular like I said obviously being a Man United fan right a lot a lot a lot of respect over the years for Arsene Wenger and, and you know what he's done there just if nothing else the longevity mm-hmm. uh, of command that's something that you know spoke to me as a United fan when I yeah. looked at Sir Alex. Yeah. Right. I feel the same way about yeah. him. Having been removed, you know, what, five years from, from his retirement and you see how our club has kind of fallen off <laughs> and is slowly clawing back. You're so right that it is vitally and crucially important that whoever steps in next doesn't, I don't want to say steady the ship because I don't think Arsenal needs steadying per mm-hmm. se, but there needs to be a certain level of continuation. Yeah. You know, things can't fall. Yeah. And, you know, you look at someone like David Moyes, who was proven mm-hmm. as a manager, who did have years upon years, also had a similar level of longevity. Mm-hmm. I think he was at Everton for 11 years yeah, some, before coming to United and multiple teams before. Yeah, Champions Leagues yeah. and, you know, winning a couple cups. So. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what's interesting is Mikel Arteta played for David Moyes at yeah. that Everton team, you know, before going to Arsenal and being a decent player for Arsenal. Yeah. I mean, I think his body kind of broke down on him a little bit towards the end there. That seems to be a running theme with every Arsenal player. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I would be curious to see, because you talk about other managers who weren't necessarily proven. Uh, I don't think Pep had too much of a CV when he stepped in that Barcelona job. Yeah. Obviously, Barca B, and he'd done you know wonderful things there yeah. within the club. But at that kind of advanced stage where you know you look at you know Arsenal now, I don't know. I'll, I'll be curious to see. I don't ever wish ill on anyone. Yeah, no. If he's um, appointed manager, I'm supporting him 100%. Okay. I won't be happy about it, yeah. but I'm still 100% supporting the man. Where, that's fair. I appreciate <clears throat> that. Where do you feel as though, like you said, uh, Arsenal has the most room to improve across that, what, across that team? The back line? Goalkeeper? Six. Yeah. yeah. And, and the two center backs. Yeah. Because even, even if you don't have, look at Ederson and City. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not a great goalkeeper. You know, he plays the ball at the back. He does what they need to do. But you can't break them down to that point. Right. And like if he's you really called upon. Right. And if you do, then they're just going to go right back down your throat and score again and again and again. So I think we need, you know, it's so like cliche for an Arsenal fan to say, but we need somebody like Patrick Vieira back. We need somebody who is just going to run the show, kick down somebody if he needs to, you know, pull up somebody if he needs to. Um, and and really solidify our, the center of the park because as many Ramseys and Wilshers and Shakas mm-hmm. and El Ninis and you know whoever the heck we have in there, like it it, it does not matter, yeah. you know if you don't have somebody next to them really reining them in and pulling them and saying no you need to defend right now yeah um, and if you look at you know if you look at Conte if you look at um, you know going back to even like. Fernandinho now, but going back to what's his name, um, Mikel from Chelsea. Oh, John Obi Mikel. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, somebody who just will kick you and then mm-hmm. pass the ball five yards. Yeah, 
Like yeah, take it and give it. That's and all I keep, need. Keep it simple. That's all I need. But lock it do. down. That's all I need to do. That's Nemanja Matic. Yes. Yeah. You know, win the ball, pass it five yards. Yeah. You let everybody else do their thing. There's five attacking players. I don't need Shaka to go up there and shoot from 40 yards away. Yeah. Even though he can't. Yeah, and he sometimes scores. Yeah, he I, th- I think in that team now, Xhaka is that guy who's supposed to be fulfilling that role. Yeah, but on, on Switzerland, he's a box-to-box midfielder. Yeah, you know he's not that role normally. You yeah. know, but it's 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 a weird kind of dynamic that they have. Um, but you know, it, we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Transfer window opens on Thursday. Yeah, this is gonna be an interesting summer mm-hmm. because they're you know you've got what, a solid three three and a half weeks before World Cup starts mm-hmm. in between when these transfers open. Oftentimes, a lot of these players try to get their moves done early. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a World Cup summer, and every time there's a World Cup, some big transfer happens on the back end of it. Look at Hamas Rodriguez. Yeah, he's he's he, I look like at Hamas, even uh, Ozil yeah. after 2010. Yeah. You know, and Kadira and a couple of like, mm-hmm. there's always the one or two who, yeah. who ball out for four or five games, maybe six yeah. games, because they rarely make it the entire exactly. way. Exactly. Um, and then you know you, the domino effect kicks off. Yeah. So I'll be curious to see, uh, just not just with Arsenal, but across the global transfer window mm-hmm. um, and transfer market, you know, kind of who goes where. Well, I think a lot of clubs will hold off on their money until after the World Cup as well and see who's moving and who's done well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a lot of it's good time for a lot of young players to make their World Cup squads and then get that move after playing three, four games, you know, on that world stage. Yeah. Is there, uh, I guess, any last words that you have for Arsene Wenger and Arsenal before we transition? Maybe talk a little bit more. Yeah, World Cup? no, it's. Uh, I mean, it's just one of those thank yous. You know, it's, me as an Arsenal fan has not known any other manager at Arsenal yeah. than Arsene. Yeah. You know, and it was. I remember being like ten years old and wondering if he actually owned the club. You know, because Arsene and Arsenal. You know, you just you don't know as a kid. Um, you know, it's it's. It was, it was great to have him. He, he changed the culture. He created a culture that so many different clubs emulated and how he brought in, you know, Wilshire and Fabregas and Theos and, and all these kids who were so young mm-hmm. and made them stars and gave them national team caps and, you know, the whole yeah, thing. Put brought them on, to, that, on know, that stage, yeah. Put them, put them on, um, you know, injuries aside for, for just about all of them. Um, he, he, he gave the world the invincibles which is something that even Barca couldn't do this year yeah right so uh, yeah it's just a thank you to Wenger you know it's it's. I wish him well whatever coaching job he takes off I know he's going to be an Arsenal fan for life and he's made me an Arsenal fan for life mm-hmm. you know just with the teams that he's had so um, yeah it, it's a sad day, but it's a happy day because now we get to, you know, it's like spring. We get to move on, yeah. you know. And clean house. And yeah, and clean, yeah, clean house and start new. Start new. Yeah. Like I said, I'm very curious to see how that pans out uh, going in next season, not just with the appointment of whoever comes in, but also, like you said, just seeing, you know, how this club continues to evolve and yeah. grow. Because, like I said, having watched Man United kind of falter and pick back up and falter and pick back up, you know, that continuity and that longevity is something that is very easy to take for granted. Mm-hmm. You know, particularly having been, particularly like me, a United fan, we Fergie at least he left with a trophy. Right. You know, and not to you know no, draw too many disparities, no. but just going from that into what we became, into mm-hmm. what United became, has just been sober. Yes, you know, okay. I used to walk around with so much more arrogance and confidence. <laughs> and be like, yes, I'm a Man United fan. You have what to say to me? Exactly. Nothing. It's a uh, it, that was always my thing. You said, well, when Wenger goes, who's coming in next? Yeah. You know, because I don't want something to happen like when Fergie left. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it was, I mean, United dropped to what? Seventh. Seventh? seventh? Yeah. Was it the seventh Yeah, with year? the title winning team, dropped to seventh place. <clears throat> so, you know, it's, I, I mean, Wenger's 
this year he came six, and that's his lowest ever. Ever. You know, in 22 years. Yeah. You know, so you just have to think like it was, he was great. He's a great manager. He knows what he's doing. He always had the right players. Sometimes I disagreed with him, but okay. he always had his, had his, you know, his reasons for, for doing whatever. But, you know, I, I'm just, I'm hesitant um, because he was such a stable person, you know, stable manager that I don't want to see us fall like, like, um, like United did, yeah. like Chelsea did after they won the scene, you know, title mm-hmm. up to eight. Or, or even know? take it further back, a club like Leeds, you know, a club like Blackburn, who's one Blackburn, of the only other team Newcastle, that's won the Premier League you know? and have just completely, completely yeah. capitulated. No, nobody knows where they are, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, City ran off with it and Liverpool is great, but um, I'm curious to see who wins this FA Cup this weekend between uh, United and, and, Chelsea, and Chelsea, right? Yeah. Um, have you seen, you know, you mentioned that you like Allegri from Juventus. Have you seen mm-hmm. the, there's a documentary on Netflix that if you've not seen it, I mm-hmm. recommend you see. It's called Juventus First Team. Okay. And it literally catalogs like the season that is now just ending. Okay. And so it followed them from preseason. I haven't seen, I've seen like the first maybe three or four episodes. Gotcha. Through preseason, through their Champions League yeah, games. Yeah. They follow different players in uh, different episodes like to their homes. Mm-hmm. You get to meet like uh, Marquisio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his name? The Bosnian. Uh, uh, Pianic. Yeah. Yeah. You see mm-hmm. him at home with his yeah, kid yeah, and just okay. like how he is like off the field. Right. But then you also obviously get a lot more behind scenes training and right, tactics. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really, yeah. really, really interesting well shot. It's in Italian, <laughs> yeah, uh, but they're English subtitles. Yeah. I think it out. Most, yeah, most of us who've watched soccer for any length of time are familiar with finding whatever you can find yeah, in whatever language and yeah. making it work. And just making up words if I don't know what the yeah. Italian is. Exactly. So I'd, I'd recommend watching that because you do also get a little bit of insight into Allegri and, and yeah. his mentality. Um, he was another one who I think I first remember him at Milan when mm-hmm. he had that team with Ibrahimovic. Mm-hmm. Sadov was still yeah. there, and he won. Yeah, he won Serie. I think that's the last Milan team who won Serie. I was under Allegri. Yeah, well, then then they have the problem. They dropped down and yeah, and have still not really picked no. back up. Not yet. No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's pivot. All Let's right. pivot ever so slightly. Let's go. And maybe talk. Uh, I don't know. You want to talk Champions League? Or you want to talk World Cup? Up to you, I don't care. Hmm, 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 hmm. I've just noticed that some of these World Cup rosters, uh, the preliminary rosters, yeah, have yeah, been yeah. dropping over the last day or so. But real quick mention, Champions League, that comes up in about two weeks from now. Yeah. Uh, Real Madrid, Liverpool, rooting for anyone in particular? Well, I'm a, I'm, so because I'm an Arsenal fan, I, I have to enjoy Barca. Okay. Right? <laughs> I'm listening. You, you have to enjoy how Barca plays yeah. more so than Real Madrid. Um, and Messi, I think, is the greatest player on earth. So, because of that, I don't particularly like watching Real Madrid, Fair. even though they're very good. Yeah, I'll watch them, but then I just don't get that much enjoyment out of it. Um, and Mohamed Salah is king. Yeah. And I'm really curious to see how well they do against Real Madrid. Yeah, in a one-off game. In a you one-off, know, just, just contrasting styles. I'm just, I'm really, really curious. I actually don't, I don't, yeah, I said contrasting styles, and, and I don't think that it's the, that massive of a contrast. Liverpool just so attacking. Right. And so direct, and but, so vertical. Yeah, but but honestly, Real Madrid is too, if they get into just a, you know, if we're talking like NBA, Houston versus exactly. Golden State kind of thing, yeah. then they're just going to run and try to shoot threes from everywhere. I could see that being the same thing mm-hmm. this weekend, where that front three... Um, you know the the BBC or whatever it is of, mm-hmm. of um, Bale, Benzi, and Cristiano, and then seeing you know Mane and Firmino and, and Salah on the other side. That's very interesting. Yeah. Um, Liverpool's back line they're not nearly as good as as Madrid's. Um, yeah, Madrid's, but 
Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. You know, uh, nothing. Who knows? It's individual performances, individual errors. Yeah. You know, oftentimes will be the difference. I remember that Champions League final last uh, year where Juventus score and you mm-hmm. think, okay, we've got a game on our hands. Yeah. Uh, Real Madrid score. And it's like, okay, maybe not. Juventus, you know, what was yeah. it? The, the Manzukic? Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. It like, was crazy. Yeah. And so you just never know what someone's going to pull out, whether it's a, you know, Mario Mandzukic is a good player, mm-hmm. but I don't think that anyone would have thought that he's capable of pulling something like that off no. in, in that environment yeah. on that stage. Why would you? Yeah. You know, why would you think that? Exactly. And uh, so I'll be curious to see who, you know, whether it's someone like a Jordan Henderson, you know, yeah. a Casemiro, uh, Danny Carvalho, you know, you yeah. never know. Sean and you got, you know, Luka Modric, and you're like, everybody's capable yeah. of pulling something, something out of the hat. Yeah. And, and, I'm just. I'm really, really curious. I hope I get to. I'll be coaching a lot that day, mm-hmm. and I hope I get to sit down and, and yeah. just sit there for two hours and enjoy yeah. like premium football yeah. for for just two hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I I, I want to give you a score, Ooh. but I I'm just I not gonna, sure. See, I'm not gonna let you leave here without a score. So you, I got I gotta get one. I'm, I'm just not sure. I need a prediction. You don't have to know. You just have to guess. Yeah. I'm gonna say. Um, I'm going to say Real Madrid wins it 2-1 okay. in overtime. Ooh. But I want Liverpool to win. Fair. Is that exact? Yeah, there's heart work? heart and head, yeah. you know, the two different things. Does like I I'll, I'll tell you right now being a United fan, I never want Liverpool to do anything <laughs> other than like lose. Um I don't there's a certain level of affection I suppose that I always have for Cristiano despite the fact that like I don't necessarily care for his character. Right. Um but you look at that Real Madrid team and person by person, kind of player by player, outside of Kaylor Navas, there isn't a single player who I, I wouldn't say, yeah, come play for United. Right. Um, I look at that Liverpool team and honestly, there are a handful of players there mm-hmm. that it's like, you know what, if you hadn't made the wrong decision however long ago, you know, we could talk about that. But yeah, we'll see. That's very hard to go. Only what, Michael Owen has done that? In recent, I think there might have been one player like like in years, years, yeah. years gone by who's played for both Liverpool and United. But even yeah, Owen had what two clubs in between? Yeah. He had Madrid and, and Newcastle, and he signed as a free. And it was yeah, one of those things that Fergie did, so he didn't argue. But right. no one was happy about it. <laughs> um, yeah, that was such a weird team that we had for those. I think two thousand like eleven through thirteen. Yeah, you had some strange ones. Some bums. Yeah. Gabriel Oberten. Remember yeah. Gabriel Oberten? I'll never forget against Wolfsburg in Champions League. He did someone up, and I I tweeted at the time that he's got all the makings to be like the next Cristiano. Right, and and then, that tweet did not age. No, well. it did not at all. <laughs> no, it did not. But we were, I mean, we were starting Mario Schmack and Bittner up front yeah. around that time, so yeah. I can't really say much. That's fair. That's fair. All right, let's take a quick quick look at World Cup. Let's think about World Cup at least. You know, yeah. it's on the horizon. Yeah, um, thirty days away. Thirty days away. T minus, man. We're there. Yeah. We're just about there. Do you have uh, a favorite? Do you have like what do you look forward to most when it comes to the World Cup itself? Um, just the the energy, right? So it's it's interesting that we live in America, right? So yeah. the ability to get up for any kind of soccer it's very hard, yeah. right? But for whatever reason, the energy around World Cup time. Because everybody's claiming some different, you know, nation that they've never been to, um, type thing. Um, sure, I did it in '98 when the reggae boys were there, and I was full reggae boys. <laughs> never been, never been to Jamaica. Never set foot. Never had set foot in Jamaica to yeah. that point. But 
you know, everybody feels some type of way, right? Everybody, you know, just, oh, did you see that game, you know? And it's only two games a day or, you know, whatever it is. Um, it's the summer, everybody's just happy. Yeah. Um, and so it's just a certain energy that you feel. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see how this one is going to play out, especially since the U.S. Aren't, isn't in it. Yeah. Um, if everybody's going to have that same energy, are they just going to, you know, like how, how plastic are our fans? Yeah. Right, yeah, and are our fans, you know, proper football fans like soccer fans right. to the point where we can watch any game and enjoy it, or does it need to be, you know, the U.S. of Exactly. A? You know, I, I was in uh, Carlsbad and I went to some bar um, just during the day, and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to watch the first half. I'm sure it's going to be lively. Um, it was the first game there, and I looked around; it was just dead. This, this is during the last World Cup, yeah, 2014. Huh? And it wasn't a USA game; it was just whatever. Yeah. I walked over to some little Irish pub, mm-hmm. and the place was jumping. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it was it was nobody that anybody in there knew, but mm-hmm. everybody just wanted to pint and watch a game. And so I think you just have to find those little. Hopefully, they're not only Irish pubs. I hope American, you know, bars start yeah. to figure out how mm-hmm. to how to tap into that. Yeah. Um, but it, it, yeah, it's just that energy. That's really, I mean, the, the the soccer is gonna be good, yeah. But it's that energy that goes around it that everybody's getting up, and you can you feel like you have that little crowd atmosphere mm-hmm. within your little you know two room bar. Exactly. You know, that that's what it is. I think one thing that'll be interesting about this World Cup in particular is, like you said, with the U.S. not being in, mm-hmm. and obviously look, we live in San Diego, right, Southern California yeah. slash Northern Mexico. <laughs> so I think in a lot of ways, particularly, I mean, it's funny if when you look, you look at Fox Sports yeah. now, it, they all want us to be Mexico fans. Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess makes some sense from their perspective. Right. Uh, I don't know that I can personally ever truly support Mexico, but you know I'll watch yeah. and I'll watch with friends. Yeah. Um, but I'm very curious to see how those sort of like you said, kind of generic American fans or general, mm-hmm. not generic, but general American fans, who they gravitate towards. Yeah. Is it going to be you know England because Harry Kane plays for Tottenham right. and you're a Spurs fan? Right. Is it going to be Belgium because of Eden Hazard and Chelsea? Yeah. You know, like what you know, what is that correlation? That translation? Is it going to be Nigeria just because of the outfit? I mean, the yeah. uniform. Yeah. You know? Oh my goodness, have you seen? You've <laughs> seen the sick. kids? Yeah, yeah. So I think I, you know, my dad's from Nigeria. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, obviously, like, like that. You, you you have a pretty Nigerian yeah. name. I just that, want you to throw. Yeah. Okay, cool. Just in case anyone's wondering. <laughs> um, but I think one of the other things is also interesting is, like you said, the, the whole kind of heritage and family tree. Mm-hmm. You know, whether or not, you, I mean, I've, fortunately, I have been back a couple times, but like whether or not you've ever been to, you know, your ancestral home, mm-hmm. if you know that your club or that your, your roots are from Egypt or from Uruguay mm-hmm. or from wherever, yeah. um, that'll be an interesting narrative. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I'll be curious to see how like how that pans out around town. Because I feel like, do you, do you ever go to some of the soccer, like the more established soccer bars around town? You yeah. know, the Harp, yeah. uh, Bluefoot, Sh- Shakespeare's. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can watch a couple games at each one of those. Same. Um, and then kind of just see yeah, what else goes on here around town. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, Shakespeare's the one I've been to because it's closest to my house, yeah. you know. But, um, you know, I'm curious a couple of the other ones. Um, I think there's one, Lion and something up Stag and there. Stag and Lion? Stag and Lion. Yeah, yeah, right there off Tamarack. Right. I would, so. Honestly, if I could teleport, I would go to Stag and Lion so much more yeah. often. It's like a 40-minute drive. Yeah. Not terrible, but at 7 in the morning. Yeah, you're not trying to do that. No. Um, and so, you know, that, that's one I've yet to go to. So I want to go check out a game up there and, just, you know, just get the vibe around San Diego. Because, I mean, it's just it's somebody, there, it's a different culture once you step into a bar, into a pub, mm-hmm. and everybody's enjoying the game. Yeah. You know, it's just a different culture. It's not like, 
you know, you're, you're watching it at, at, you know, Buffalo Wild Wings. No, no disrespect to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's just it's it, a different it's, setup. Yeah, it's a different, different demographic. Right, and then people are there for a specific reason. So, yeah. you know, you know, Bluefoot, I'm definitely going to go to. That's the, you know, team yeah. I play for Sunday League, you know, okay. back in the day. So, okay. you know, Arsenal supporters as well. So, I'll go yeah. check them out. Yeah. My, uh, interestingly enough, my first day at Soccer Loco was during the 2014 World Cup. Okay. It was the same day that the U.S. played Ghana. So, that's the first group oh, game for the U.S. Yeah. I had done my orientation down at the store with uh, with Tony, mm-hmm. um, and then went up to HQ where my office was, kind of meeting my coworkers. I was there for maybe two hours, and then all of a sudden, someone yells like I just hear someone yell like "Go home, go home, pack it up, yeah, shut it down, it. like go, like that's the U.S. It. is playing, like go, go watch the World Cup." And I kind of just remember like looking around, and this is I don't know, I was younger than I am yeah. now. It's four years ago, but I just remember pinching myself like, "Oh my goodness, I made it." <laughs> You know, this is exactly where I this, need to be. Yeah, we shut perfect. down for World Cup. Oh no, this is perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was an exciting day, and, yeah, and we might not shut down this year, but I definitely am going to enjoy watching a game or two yeah, sure. at Loco HQ. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, the place has changed a lot in the last few years. Yeah, since uh, even yes, yeah, even since 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 I first started there. Mm. Um, do you have a favorite for this particular World Cup, this Russian World Cup? Um, as the preliminary rosters are coming out, they're interesting. Mm-hmm. So. Me as a as a um, as someone who who just loves a good story, I I need Messi to win. Okay. Right. So okay. I need Argentina to win just so it completes. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever yeah, you need. History. You whatever you need for Messi to complete. Right. You know what I mean? That that's just kind of me just wanting that that good yeah. story. You're right. A big fan of completion. Yeah, for sure. You know, like the, how how can he solidify himself as the best? Well, everybody talks about World Cups, yeah. right? And so he has five Ballon d'Ors and on. So he needs a World Cup to complete that. So does Christy mm-hmm. um, as well. I don't see them. I mean, they won by like kind of just Get the skin of their teeth. Yeah, backpacking it yeah. in and stuff. I'm curious about France, though. Okay. Uh, just because how young they are mm-hmm. um, and how skillful they are. I just don't know when it, like, get into... I'm, I think they're going to make the quarterfinals at least. Okay. But when they get into that quarterfinal game and it's, like, life or death... Yeah, then what? Then what? You know, you win this game, you got two more guaranteed, right? So I don't know if they can do that. And it just depends against who. Um, Germany, Brazil, obviously... Are, are the are the next two that are you know kind of pop out, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of, it's, it's a weird World Cup like because that's kind of it. Like I think outside of those four, I don't see anybody really running and like content. I mean, like you know, yeah, yeah. everybody else can be a contender. You know, Spain can be a contender. Mm-hmm. Egypt now can be a contender. Um, uh, who else? Mexico, maybe. England, maybe. You know, like all these teams just bottle it when it comes to quarterfinals, right? Belgium has probably the best outside chance. Yeah. You know, they're on paper. That, on paper. Yeah, particularly you know? if you look at their group. Right. Yeah. You know, so if you're you, exactly. So, you know, they have who is that? Yeah, Panama, Tunisia, and England in that same group with, with Belgium. So you're assuming that Belgium comes out first, England second. You yeah. Know? One of those two, one and two. <clears throat> right. Yeah. So. I think it just came out England that Joe Hart's not going. No, and neither is Jackie Wilshire. No, it's Jackie Wilshire, and so they're trying to take John Joe Shelby or Jack. I think uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek is supposed to be going. Okay, um, I, I think I read that right before I came. So, yeah, we'll do we'll do a full blown World Cup, yeah, preview yeah. episode. Yeah. So uh, let's let's just clarify one or two things real yeah. quick. Are you officially the co-host of this podcast? Uh, sure. Yeah. 
Sure, let's do okay, it. Okay, cool. Let's See, do I can it. tell you're a striker because you just take what's given to you. <laughs> sure. Okay. Let's do it. Fine. One I've been t- looking for a go, so welcome. One, thank you. One, one touch in the box. That's all I need. <laughs> okay, we'll finish that. <laughs> um, but no, I think, so if that's the case, which is yeah. you know, what we kind of talked about, yeah. let's do before, I mean, we've got some time. We'll do a full-blown World for Cup sure. prediction. Yeah. We do like some of the different groups. We'll look at the actual rosters. Yeah. You know, I think there's some interesting narratives. I mean, you look at, you think about Group H, Poland, Senegal, Colombia, Japan. Yeah. Any one of those teams will fancy themselves. For sure. You know, there's some local sort of narratives. If you look at someone like Demba Ba mm-hmm. for that Senegal team, who yeah. has some operation going on mm-hmm. here in San Diego, allegedly, whatever, whatever theoretically. Moving here and there yeah. in different leagues, but... We'll find out. Yeah. Maybe maybe we can... I don't know if we can get him on the phone, but maybe at least I can get a statement. Yeah, something. Yeah, we'll do something. Uh, yeah, that's going to be interesting because, I mean, I remember watching that Japan group when I was in Tampa. Yeah. Uh, you know, they came out and, I mean, they're, they're good. Yeah. You know, they're good, but they just they can't... I feel like they don't have that superstar that's going to take them over. You yeah. know, you need somebody who's just going to lead you every single year. I think, yeah, you're, you're right. And, and I would be very interested to see if I can get someone who covers Japanese football a little more closely than I do. But, like, you think about, like you said, that star power, that little bit of personality yeah. that I think is lacking. And I don't want to make statements that I can't back up or that are over like overly broad. But you think about, like, the Japanese mentality and the mm-hmm. Japanese culture. I don't think it is a very like oh come look at me individualistic. Yeah. It's very much teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah, they um they they get things done yeah. you know efficiently, mm-hmm. um, very stereotypically, but it works. Yeah, you know you know I played against Japanese teams since I was thirteen coming mm-hmm. over from Tokyo and they would just they yeah, ding, ping ding, the ding, ball ding, ding. around, but it's. You know, they're always missing just that one person to take them over. Yeah. Um, you and know, and they can't. Yeah. You can't find it with Honda and Kagawa. You know, and so I'm just curious what the next wave is going to be when that roster comes out. You yeah. know, who's going to be that one to maybe to put them over the edge, especially in a group that they can make it out of. Yeah. yeah. They can really make it out of. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll we'll dive deep into that. I do want to wrap up in a few minutes, but you just mentioned Keisuke Honda, mm-hmm. who is an, a very interesting player, person and player, not right. just because of what he does on the field, yeah. but a lot of what he does off the field. Right. Uh, so Keisuke Honda, I think he's just finished playing with Pachuca, mm. uh, where he had like a one-year contract. He did very well in Liga mm. MX after having left Milan. But I think, you know, the, the, he's got like some company, the Honda Steel Company. Right. Have you heard about them yeah, at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vaguely. Um, vaguely. So I don't think this is like super public knowledge yet, and so I won't break things that I shouldn't say. But right. long story short, uh, there is a very prominent youth club here in San Diego mm. that I think those guys are now involved with. Very cool. And uh, I'll be very curious to see how that youth club continues to kind of grow and develop mm-hmm. going further forward. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of um, soccer in general in Southern California and in yeah. San Diego. We've got a couple of different areas. We mentioned Demba Ba and like the whole 1904 mm-hmm. thing. You know, soccer city is still very much yeah. a thing. Yeah. Um, so to see how those different teams interact with the, I guess, the public and their audience yeah. through the World Cup and right. through the end of the year will be very interesting. Yeah. Um, but particularly, yeah, I, I mean... What was the? Have you heard anything new at all about Soccer City, or like where 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 are you with that? Yeah, yeah. I, I wish for a while I was, you know, doing pretty well. Like kind of, and then as soon as um, last year was it when the mayor kind of had that injunction or not the injunction, but the uh, that the special election yeah, thing. Yeah, special election, and then yeah. that got dropped. You yeah. know, got you know vetoed and vetoed. You know, everything just kind of just dropped. Yeah, yeah quieted you know, down. It went, for a yeah, went real real silent. And I see more about. You know SDSU West and no for Soccer City than I do for Yes for Soccer City right yeah. now, which is an interesting kind of dynamic. So um, I haven't heard anything new. You know, it, it's one of those things where I don't see why they can't work together. I understand why 
but yeah. I don't see why. I, yeah, okay, it's very well said. Um, and uh, it, it it just feels like it it, it should work. Yeah. Um, you know, having a soccer city. Um, you know, I've heard arguments for you know they don't want more people to move to the city. Well, it's like well, no, like people yeah, are here. Yeah, people are here. <laughs> yeah. And if you build an extension of San Diego State, then um, that means just more transplants are going to come and stay in the city. You know, so like it's going to work both ways. You know, yeah. it's just but. There's a big void. I've said it for for a year now. There's a big void within San Diego for a sports team, mm. and Soccer City would only provide, you know, a, a, a fill for that gap. So, make it work. You know, yeah. really just make it work. Yeah, find a way. You know, because within you know in the next 10, 10, 15 years, you're going to be saying, well, why didn't we do that when everything else, yeah. you know, starts to come to fruition, sports wise within the city. Yeah. I'll be curious to see. I, 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 I've been following this story probably more closely than I followed any story in the last mm-hmm. four or five yeah. years since yeah, I've been doing anything. Um, and I do know that, yeah, while it's been somewhat quiet on the Soccer City side of things, and been incredibly noisy on the negative yeah. kind of spin ads. It's crazy. And, you know, I think I, yeah, I, I, you just see so much, yeah. right? You know, I'm on, I'm, we're all active on Twitter, and yeah. you just see some of these conversations that go yeah. back and forth. And not conversations, they're shouting matches. Yeah, well, I mean, that's Twitter. Yeah. What else is Twitter yeah. there for? Um, but I think that as this year continues to go and as this podcast kind of kicks it back up, you know, mm-hmm. Soccer Nation podcast, powered by Soccer Local, has been even quiet itself lately. Yeah, right. Um, but as we kind of get our act together and, and pick back up, you know, brace yourselves, audience, because there's so much more to come. Uh, what I will say, and that was a wrap up, is that on June 6th, I believe, it's a okay. Wednesday. Okay. If you're in San Diego, just mark your calendar, find a way to find, uh, to make your way over to the Liberty Station area. There's an event going on. Um, and I think a lot of people will enjoy it. A lot of people will enjoy it. All right. All right. Keep your calendars marked. Keep your calendars marked. All right, Monty Walker. We're gonna sign off. Anything you want the people to know? No, that's it. Well, got uh, you know some games going this week. Um, you know, five nineteen uh, home game, AC San Diego versus George County. It's gonna be a, a good one. That's a real battle for first place. Winner of that probably will win win uh, our conference. So um, hope you guys can make it out. Look online, asc-sandiego.com. Yeah. Um, come check us out. There we go. Uh, my name is DK Nemo. That guy's name is Monty Walker. This is the Soccer Nation podcast, powered by Soccer Loco. And until the next time, we will bid you farewell. Peace. Bye.